Se ha perdido mi forma de llamar. Se ha perdido mi huella en su mar. That was awesome. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Martech Masters. Today, I have here with me Steve and Paul from Berlio. Uh, do you guys want to say hi? You want to say who you are? Where are you? It looks like Steve is in a bunker. He has his own bunker for, for the COVID situation. So, uh, hey, guys, and thank you for joining us today. I am. Uh, it's great to be here, Gabriel. Thanks so much for having us. Uh, good to be talking to you again. Uh, I'm Steve Pokeros. I'm the CEO of Verblio. We are based in Colorado. We are a content creation marketplace platform. So we deliver 70,000 pieces of unique content in multiple verticals per year. We're a mix of a SaaS company and a services company together. Uh, and yeah, the, the background was enforced by my team who told me I needed to up my home professionalism game. Awesome. And I'm Paul Zaluski. I'm the VP of marketing here at Verblio. I'm in front of the only kind of blank wall I could find in my entire apartment. Uh, and I've been a career marketer, spent the last 10 years in digital with a focus on SEO. So Verblio is my dream job because not only do I get to do our own SEO and digital marketing, but I get to help other marketers figure out how to do that as well. That's awesome. So, so I guess not everybody has a hundred typewriters they can put in the background. Or one. No, or one. Perfect. I'll send you one, Steve. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's very, very useful uh, when the second wave comes in. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be great. Can I get one of the IBM ones that has like the... Oh, the, yeah. And IBM's electric. Uh, don't get me started, man. <laughs> So uh, again, thank you for joining us today. And, and the idea with, with this series is not only to talk about MarTech and marketing technology, and, and also in this case specifically about content, but also a little bit of what's going on right now. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, do you want to talk a little bit more about Verblio and how Verblio can help uh, companies uh, creating content or agencies that need content for their uh, customers? Sure. Uh, Paul and I are just going to take turns figuring out who's got the best answer. Paul, do you want to take this round? Yeah, absolutely. So Verblio is a combination of a marketplace business and SaaS. So we have a network of about 3,000 freelance writers uh, and then the software that connects them to businesses and agencies who need content. This is actually my third marketplace startup. And what I think is so cool about Marketplace applied to content is that when you get together 3,000 people and what they have in common is that they love to write, what they don't have in common is their background. And we have this amazing diversity of writers on our platform. We have something like 10 licensed architects. We have software engineers. Uh, and But the thing that brings them all together is this love for writing. And Gabriel, as I know you know, uh, when you get someone who understands subject matter expertise at a very deep level, you produce better content. It's more authentic. It resonates with the audience. It uses the right terminology for that vertical. Uh, and so that's one of the things that I think is so cool about our business. Yeah, and it definitely saves time and money. At the end of the day, that is critical for every company, especially during these times. Verbally, you can save you money and save you time when you're creating content, which is something that we all need to do if you want to keep growing online, if you want to keep your website updated, if you want to grow your SEO and, and create leads on your website and all those th things, content is going to be critical. Either website content, pillar pages, 
blog content, email content, all those things, you still need someone to write all of that uh, and verbally it can save you time and money, right guys? And we think a ton about how we can add flexibility to the business model of digital agencies or digital marketers, especially now when headcount is getting cut, when budgets are getting tight. But as you said, this is not the time to stop doing content. This is the time to reload your Canon, to take a look at your backlog, figure out what you should be doing to prepare for the future. So we think a lot about the fact that our model is flexible. You can scale up, you can scale down our service at any time. Uh, and that allows marketers to keep creating content for their business, for their clients, while budgets are getting cut. Definitely, definitely. So again, we're going through some trying times and you know, everybody's, we're at home, uh, everybody's trying to run their business. Uh, we're all trying to find opportunities while keeping businesses running, keeping people employed. So there's many challenges and, and content is, is just one of, one of those challenges too. So uh, what have you seen companies doing? Are people pausing their content creation efforts? Are they repurposing old content? Are they creating new content that's specific about how they're gonna manage their business or engage with their customers? Like, tell us more about what you're seeing as trends on, on the content side of things um, regarding this specific crisis. Sure, so uh, I'll start out and try and tell the big buckets of change and then Paul can get into more specifics about what some individual companies are doing. Uh, I think there's really a few different buckets. So one, you've got your companies, if you're existentially struggling with your existence of your company, you know, focus on that, keep your company around. If you think your company is going to be around and survive through this, there's really two ways to go about this. We have one bucket that is um, that is pausing, knowing that they want to keep it on, or that they want to keep this alive and it's an important thing to do, they'll get back to it. We have another bucket, which is, this is a great opportunity to really set ourselves apart. We're going to use content as a competitive advantage. It's one of the few marketing channels that we have out there. Uh, and I'd say that, you know, uh, all of our biggest clients and all of our top marketing companies that are all in on the power of SEO are focusing on expanding content right now. Uh, but you know, if it's an existential crisis for your company, you need to be looking at that first. Of course, and and you know we, we're seeing kind of like what you said. It's it's the the companies that are really being impacted, and they're going to have to um, they're going to have to pause absolutely everything. Then the right. companies that are being impacted in a way that they can pivot and find opportunities. Like a, a great example is healthcare. Everybody's going into telemedicine. And that's something that they've been not doing for a while. They've been thinking about it, but they haven't done it because they didn't have time. So now telemedicine is something that they have to do in order to survive and also thrive in the future. And now they have to create content around telemedicine and how they do it and why it's better and how it's going to save time for people and all those things that they didn't have before. And then, of course, we have industries that are growing, um, not surprisingly, because certain things are going to be growing through a crisis, depending on what kind of crisis it is. Uh, those people are probably going to have to create even more content because everybody's creating more and doing more in those industries, right? It is, is becoming more, and so some industries are going to have that, you know, especially the large enterprises, one of the big movements in our space is like the, the laggards, the big companies who haven't really caught the SEO wave are starting to see that. And so there's actually a first mover advantage in SEO for really large companies, which is a very 
for those of us who live and breathe SEO, that's a very bizarre concept. Um, but if you're a large company out there and you're trying to figure out how to reapply your marketing funds right now and your competitors don't do it, uh, if you build up that moat, you're going to be the one who ranks when, when people are looking for companies in your space for years and years to come. Uh, so I think that's really important. Uh, Gabriel, you said something really interesting on when I when you were on my uh, video cast series last or a couple weeks ago, which was the first thing you should do is look at all of your marketing automation messaging. Rethink it with tone. You don't want anything coming out for your company. And if it's even vaguely on the edge, uh, work through all of it now. Uh, I think that's great. Uh, the other thing that I've been thinking about, and then I'll pass the mic to Paul, is that there's, you know, everyone knew that they had to come out with a message to all of your clients. So you've all received a million emails about we're here for you. And so that's A, that's step one, to be real about it, like be sincere, talk about where you're really helping. In our message out to our clients, we said, we realize we can't help with everything. Where we can help is on content creation, so please let us know anything in content creation. Here's some things that we've thought of. Uh, and so be part of the solution that you can be and don't, uh, you know, don't over, overreach where, where you really play. Uh, and I think that the people who look at moving beyond that quickly into your funnel and every level of your marketing communications and changing that and upgrading it are going to have a distinct advantage. Yeah, I think two things there that Steve said are really important. One is, is, is be authentic. You definitely need to adjust your tone. And Gabriel, you were actually the first person that I heard that from when you were on our, our series last month. You've been in very good company with thought leaders coming out and saying that over and over again. Two things I think are important there. One is when you're doing that audit of your content for tone, you can at the same time audit for revamping and republishing opportunities. I know that's something you guys are very big on in ne at Nextony, but I think it's one of the most underutilized tactics in content marketing. Uh, and it's something that we hadn't started doing again, our latest round until last month, but it's amazing the SEO benefit you can get from taking an old piece of content, figuring out how it can be better, more useful for today, uh, and then relaunching it. So I think that's really big. Uh, and uh, I think an interesting example of, of being authentic, our monthly newsletter is pretty lighthearted typically. Uh, the hero banner has a stick figure version of our logo flying around on a paper airplane. And we thought, huh, this isn't gonna work this month. Uh, so we just made a subtle change. We put the little stick figure in a house uh, mm -hmm. and it was almost Easter eggy. Someone who was new, new to the newsletter wouldn't have even noticed it, but it was a way that we could stay authentic to our brand, which is a little bit more playful while recognizing and being in solidarity with our audience. Yeah, I believe that there's, there's opportunities to do that, to personalize today more than ever. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like the idea of going back to old content uh, and one thing that we did and we're doing with all of our customers is going through their website, just reviewing their website because the messaging on the website might be wrong today, right? You might have something that says, everybody wants to go outside and be happy. And, and, and if that is a sentence on your website today, probably it's not going to resonate with your audience. So going page by page on your website, creating specific uh, pages for this crisis, uh, reviewing the messaging on the site, on your landing pages, on your emails, on your automation, on your ads. Like if you have ads, pause them all today, review everything, and then put play again if you're going to keep them running. 
um, be, because things are not the same. You can't use certain words. You can't use viral everywhere on your video stuff because it's not a good word to use anymore, at least for a while. So, so there are, again, opportunities to optimize current content that most people are not even taking. Uh, and then going back to a blog that had a lot of success, for example, and then started to slow down. We have a blog explaining how to identify these opportunities. I feel like that right now is, is critical because that's instant ranking with something that doesn't require a lot of work. Right. And the update could just be, by the way, during this crisis, this is how we're doing this, right? And you still have all the content from the old blog. You do a little update at the top, you republish that blog, you push it on social media, People understand, okay, oh, so you do video and you do video shoots, but now you can't do the video shoot because this is what's happening. Uh, so you're sending video boxes to your customers. Oh, I understand how I can interact with you nowadays. And then that could be re-updated when things change again. So um, Google loves that, right? Google loves you when you are helping and when you are updating your content. You have thousands of blogs. Most people have thousands of blogs in their, in their blog feed. Go back, find the opportunities of things that have been losing some attention and find those blogs that are having incredible amount of visits but not converting a lot, optimize them for conversion. Have all the ones that are converting and not coming up on Google, optimize them for SEO. So there are a lot of things that you can do without even spending any money or time on creating new content to repurpose. Uh, but I agree with you guys, creating new content is also a huge opportunity nowadays, um, especially because a lot of people are pausing their marketing efforts. We, right. we know, I've been talking a lot about this with other companies. You know, if you, if you analyze World War II, Great Rep Depression, all these different crises throughout history, the brands that continue to advertise, the brands that continue to put their, their name out there and do things um, in, in a, in, in a, in a, again, in the right way, keeping the tone and the messaging correct, are the brands that we know today, right? Are the ones that survive and thrive after it. So I believe that there's a huge opportunity on creating new content. So have you, have you heard of any of those opportunities? Have you have, do you have any examples of companies doing this right now? Uh, tell me more about what you see on the, on the market. So I think, uh, I think we're still super fresh. We're just about to enter month two of the crisis. So I think companies are just figuring this out. I think month one was all about, hey, everything changed. Uh, how do we change all of our marketing message all the time? So I think there are some places to be a lot more topical. How do you get in front of something? If somebody's searching for, you know, you are a restaurant and you're doing, now you're doing delivery services, that's a pretty obvious thing where you can message around. Now, if you're an accounting-based software SaaS platform, your message is going to be really evergreen. So ours is much more about long-term SEO strategy. Build the evergreen content that's going to build your moat for years and years to come. Usually SEO has, a, uh, has an advantage and then it's more powerful. It's a more effective way to reach an audience, but it does have this disadvantage of taking longer to build up. You have to believe in it. You have to commit to it. Uh, this is a great time for something like that, for having their audience find you when they're looking for you as opposed to you choosing when you want to reach out to them. Um, so I think that we are about to see the creative marketers, and that's one of the best things about having a thousand great marketers on our platform. Uh, they tell us what the great ideas are and the better ways to use us versus us telling them sometimes. Uh, we'll, bet, we'll get back to you with what those ideas are within the next month. Paul, anything else you're seeing? 
To further a point Steve made, I think that this crisis can be very intimidating from a marketing perspective. Uh, marketers feel like the only thing they can write about is COVID and what's going on in the world. Uh, but we did a survey uh, of our audience by asking people what topics we could create for them. And the majority of people did not want and did not need topics that are all about this current crisis. So it's okay to be forward thinking, not let this uh, intimidate you into creating no content. I love the idea of asking people. We, we actually sent a survey out and, and I believe that, that, that the, the, the name of the email was it's time for marketers to stop assuming, including us, right? That, that we said that on the, on the subject line. And, and I believe that's also important is, is let's not assume that everybody wants to know everything about COVID or let's not assume that everybody needs to know how to do video from home, right? Like we, like you said, Steve, like we know we can help people set up their video studio or do video remotely or record a video series from home. And yes, we're creating content about that, but let's also ask our audience, what do you need right now? It, it, it's not gonna be, the answer is not gonna be 100%. I wanna set up Zoom to be able to do, that was week one, everybody right. did it. The answer is different today. The challenges are different today. So, uh, so asking, I, I believe that asking, even though this is an evergreen strategy, asking is always good. During a crisis, it's even more important to ask, what's going on? What do you need? How can we help? What, what kind of content you wanna see from us? Yeah, I, com I completely agree. And uh, just going back to our previous point of just staying within your lanes, just be really authentic about where you can really help and not have the big, broad, what could we possibly do for you that nobody can ever answer. Exactly, exactly. So um, any other things that you want to share about Verblier? Because we're talking about blog content, and, and I know we expanded on that, but it's not just blogs. You guys can help with pillar pages. You guys can help with some videos. So tell me more about the expansion of the services that goes beyond, you know, you helping people create blogs. Cool. Paul, you want to take this one? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we rebranded the company about a year and a half ago now. And a big part of that rebrand was when we started eight years ago, all you needed to do as a small business was write one 300 word blog post per week. And if you were in a local enough market, if you were niche enough, that was all you needed to do great on Google. Uh, that's not true anymore. Uh, pillar pages, video, local landing pages, uh, all of this stuff plays a really important part in the story of inbound marketing and the story of content marketing. So we've put a lot of focus into how do we take our core model, which started with blogs, and apply that to all areas of content marketing. Um, so we're able to use that same writer base. We adapt the model a little bit uh, for long form. There's more interaction. There's more, you know, how do we make sure that we're dialed in at the beginning? Same with website projects. We don't start with having our writer write all 20 pages. They pick one or two. They make sure that they get the tone right. And then we expand upon that from there. So there, there's so much that the average small business needs to think about when they're doing digital marketing today. Video is another that I know, Gabriel, you guys think a lot about and talk a lot about. 
Last year, we acquired a video company called Automagical, and the goal there was how do we make video more accessible to the average SMB? It's something that, again, can be incredibly intimidating uh, and so overwhelming that businesses don't get started. So our video platform takes a piece of written content. Uh, we use a combination of uh, software and humans to take that written content and turn it into a short 45 to 60 second video that marketers can embed in their written content to increase engagement, that they can post on social media to drive more eyeballs to their written content. So it's really how do we think about uh, the intersection of written content and video. Yeah, and in, in what Verbio can do is actually create the videos from the content. I think that's unique and I believe that uh, during this crisis, this could be a unique way for people to create videos when they can't, even though, yes, there are ways to create videos like this video series, we're doing it from home and with Zoom and with QuickTime and, and I have a DSLR camera and I have a whole studio set up at home. And yes, you could do these things uh, or you can use Soapbox by Wistia and create simple videos from your computer. But those efforts could also be combined with Verblio videos that come from a blog and that blog could turn into a more engaging blog that people spend more time because you've just created a simple video that people can engage with. So I believe that that's a huge opportunity for people to create simple videos with Verblio um, to enhance the content that they already have, right? Yeah, I think that's the big, that's the big change in our thinking, which is uh, a lot of what we do is we're following a lot of marketing trends. So all marketing trends start off as kind of simple. Uh, they, uh, people are trying, the early adopters are trying to figure them out and then they get more complicated and everyone thinks that the earlier phase was really easy, uh, but every phase gets more advanced and, uh, and harder to figure out. Uh, so a few of those trends that are applying to us, um, which I think we just kind of give the, the broader perspective here is, so video, everyone looks at the new disruptive technology is why is it completely different? How do I have to completely rethink everything? And so to us, video is just another way of storytelling. Content marketing is all about telling your story to people who are listening to it, to the areas that they're interested in. So it's, to us, it should be paired with your written content and it should be the same strategy and all come together. This is just another medium, another channel for reaching out to the same customers. If you have the same potential audience who's interested in watching it versus reading it, then you should have the same message to them. So we look for how do you pair a video together versus do it separately. Um, another one of our big trends following kind of the uh, our rebrand a year and a half ago is that we are focusing uh, primarily on, on sophisticated or on content marketers, on digital marketers. And about two thirds of our business now is focused on digital agencies who really understand how to use this uh, and supplying them uh, with, a, with another strategic advantage to reach out to their customers. And so Every marketing trend starts with the early adopters. There's no agencies because nobody knows how to do this. And then you get people who spread out and start doing this for multiple companies. And they take that marketing trend and they consolidate it into a consulting group, which are now called marketing agencies. They're called consultants in every other part of the world. But in our world, it's agencies. Uh, and so they become sophisticated and they can help the larger clients deliver this. And this is kind of who we're trying to serve uh, one last trend that uh, to follow up on Paul's I think is an interesting data point is long form about how the transition from 300 words to what we're currently doing now. When we started this business, we were five, less than 5% of our business was less than 1,000 words. So consider this kind of like a medium-sized blog post for people who don't speak in word length. Uh, it's currently two-thirds of our business. 
Uh, and part of that was driven by lead, lead marketers like agencies who are driving us in that direction. And part of us was leading our audience back towards it is this is the most effective. You're going to have to keep adopting and we're going to keep adopting with you. Definitely. And uh, one, one last thing about long, long form is you don't even have to, sometimes creating a pillar page seems like a taunting um, task and, and, and you need, again, 10 pages of content and videos and all these things. Uh, one of the many uh, easy ways that, that we found to do it and invariably can help is to grab successful blogs about the same topic. You can, you can go back and probably you wrote 10 blogs about the same topic already. So you can submit those 10 blogs and say, hey, convert this into a pillar page. Uh, invariably, you can write your pillar page for you without you even thinking about how you're going to convey all these messages and, and go from the more, uh, you know, more generic to the more complex and specific, like they can do all of that for you by just taking some of your blogs. And then you have a, a topic cluster because that's your pillar page and you already have the blogs written down. You just connect them together and that's your SEO strategy right there. So you can reuse a lot of what you already have and there you can help you save the time and the money to put it all together. Right guys. That's so spot on, Gabriel. And and this this is something that, again, marketers get so intimidated by. But go back and think about the content you already have. You, I'm sure, as a business, have such great content that you've already done. How can you repurpose it? Kind of circling back to our revamping and republishing discussion, another area where you can repurpose content. If you've got a video, you can turn that into a written piece of content. You can go the other way. So think about the assets you already have. Think about how you could use those to produce more great long-form stuff without the intimidation uh, level of starting long-form from scratch. Of course, of course. All right, guys. Again, thank you very much for joining us today. But this is your time to share anything else you want to share. You want to uh, sell something, explain a new service, uh, tell us whatever you need. This is your time, guys. Go ahead. Uh, Steve, you want to start? Sure. Um... So one of the questions we get asked most often is writing is one of the oldest traditions in the world and what are we doing differently here and what is the main problem that we're trying to solve? So I thought it would be useful to tell, talk about what we're trying to solve. So the main challenge with scaling content is how do you create scale and also quality at the exact same time? So the two existing service or options on the market really focus you on one or the other. So you either have incredible quality with one writer who might not be available, who's very, ex who's very expensive and might not be there when you need them, or you have you know, a thousand mediocre writers who don't get you. And so we try to solve this with three really different approaches. One is uh, some of it is on the writer side. Some of it is on our business model, and a lot of it is on our technology, and we're a very technology-driven company. So on the writer side, we believe in motivated writers um, are the best writers for you. If they're excited to write for you, it's going to come through. Uh, and so we try to be the best platform for writers to write for. Uh, we pay more than other platforms, so our, you know, we, we put that into the equation. Uh, we also have a forum where they can get active. Uh, we have a business model where the, we think that the entire concept of, uh, of an algorithm that finds the right writer for you uh, doesn't make as much sense as the writers choosing themselves. So we ask for the clients to put in, what are you looking for? What's the tone? What's your style? What's your subject matter expertise? Give us examples of pieces you like. 
the writers are incented to own, they only get paid if the client accepts the piece. And we think that's a critical piece that they're them matching themselves to you. They're putting a lot on their line and then you are reviewing their work and not their profile picture. And the last is the technology is that content creation is just a very friction filled process. There's a lot that goes into it. No matter how easy we make it, it's going to be uh, a lot to get through. And we try to make the best user experience possible. And we try to capture all of the feedback that you give as part of that so that any new writer would see it and that we minimize the amount of effort that you put in to get the content quality at scale that you're looking for. That's great. Anything else to share, Paul? I think I'd use my final moments to hammer home how important revamping and republishing is. It is the most underutilized tactic in content marketing. It doesn't have to be hard. Go check out the next in a blog post on how to identify what blogs that you should be doing this to. And then the DIY version is read your own blog post, go Google it and see people also ask, see what you're missing to create comprehensive content. That simple step will get you better rankings, will get you more traffic quickly. Awesome. Thank you guys again for joining us today. And uh, thank you again for an amazing partnership. Verblio has been critical for our growth and, and for us to create value for our customers in the, the past years. And we want to thank you for that too. Thanks so much for having us. Awesome, guys. Have a good one. Bye. This episode of MarTech Masters was produced and edited by Nextiny Marketing. To watch the series, visit our website at nextinymarketing.com. Subscribe to our channel to keep up to date with the latest news from our friends and MarTech Masters.